0: uh, hello and welcome to get schooled. Today my guest is the lovely lovely Ariel Demore. Did I say right? So close, yes, basically. Oh, say say it say it for me because you say it so eloquently.
1: Well, so it's Ariel Demure. I say demure, not demure. Uh-huh. And then I'm also aware that I say Ariel when historically it's supposed to be pronounced Ariel, but I, I like Ariel better. So I just do Ariel.
0: It's a beautiful name. If it's a beautiful it means Lion
1: name. of God in Hebrew when you say it right. right. <laughs> I don't.
0: So this, this is my first time meeting you face to face. And thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I appreciate it. Um, can you share a little bit about you before we begin
1: Sure. Um, I am a third-generation sex worker. My grandmother worked in strip clubs for many years. My mother worked in strip clubs. I was the first one to ever get on the bowl, but uh, I've always had a passion for it. I was informed by my grandmother that I wasn't going to be pretty forever, and I had to get an education, so I did. I was a makeup artist for a total of nine years, moved to Los Angeles for that, But I just was bored and I have such a passion for this industry and its various facets. I love it for like the bridges it can gap, the people that you can meet, the things you can learn. And I just always had this desire to come back to it. And I was fortunate enough during the pandemic where I was given the opportunity to have that autonomy and just, you know. Fully lean in and say this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and now I'm at a point where I'm diversifying we're trying different things in the industry we're expanding the portfolio and it's been a really exciting and very interesting time thus far
0: nice nice I understand also um because I wanted to ask you this and I wanted you to educate it I'm generation x um you, do, you, uh, and you said you would educate me more too. you identify as
1: pansexual. I do. Yes.
0: And I really want to learn about that. And I want to educate people out there about that because uh, like I shared with you earlier, my daughter, I remember when she was a teenager, she, my younger daughter, not my older daughter. Um, uh, she came to me and she said, she's pansexual and I didn't understand it. And then, you know, my older daughter is gay. She's a lesbian, Um, I've always known she was gay. I'd never had a problem with it. Anybody. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I Um, didn't have, I was, I was blessed because I'm Latina and I broke a curse because I knew now I would not be in a well at a young age. So that was.
1: (laughs) That's fabulous. My father was the exact same way. I, they knew when I was very young, like, okay, that one's different. And I never came out. I never had to. Uh, My mom just invited me to Gay Pride one year and we just went and it was awesome. I was like 15, 16 years old and she was just like, ah, who fucking cares? You want to come? And uh, I never had that talk with my father. My father is Colombian. My mother is Cuban. And both of them had very traditional Latin parents that sort of were unique in their own way, but were never outright hateful and they said you know what there's no why hate why why bother so i there was never an issue my parents have always been supportive of me i'm one of the very few you're also a, an ally and i'm grateful for parents like you who can support their children but yeah um i love that i love hearing stories about breaking generational curses that's so you but- no. no. <laughs> Well she couldn't she
0: I was happy like more she and I remember uh, cuz I was a dancer too for many years and when she was young I just I shared that with a with a fellow dancer who was gay and I said I'm very proud and happy. Uh and she goes to me and the woman this other woman said to me but why she goes we break our heart too and I I was like well, I'm happy, you know, like for what she is. I'm never good. That's my child. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she was, she was never. started, she started educated. But do you know what we go through? And I go, listen, I'm you're not, not going to change do. it. Yeah. Like, listen, I get it. You're having trouble with relationships, but just that's a personal problem, honey. You know what I'm Because yeah. I know a, <laughs> a lot, lot of that go to therapy. <laughs> that's not because you're gay, honey. Relationship trouble. It's just... Like I'm happy for you know my child, she's healthy, you know, God's given me a great daughter. Um, I have a daughter-in-law that is wonderful. Um, they're gonna be lawyers, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's
1: fabulous. Yeah, good for you. You did good.
0: Yeah, but I was curious now. My younger daughter, she brought up this pansexuality, yeah, whatever, and I was, was like, huh huh? And I didn't understand it, but now my daughter is 19 and she's heterosexual now, a hundred percent with the boyfriend, oh, with well, the boyfriend, I... you know, like,
1: sure. but- well, you know, that's something cool about, you know, bisexuality and pansexuality. They're very similar, but it's a very nuanced difference. And my friend, Wolf Hudson, we've got, we've communicated about this because our definitions are a little bit different as far as I understand. And that's, Fine. I think a lot of people's definitions of a lot of these words honestly vary. And uh, that's kind of why I feel like they're sort of superfluous at the end of the day. I'm not a can of tuna. I don't need a label. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. much more than that. Uh, But in my definition, pansexual means I like the person, not their gender. So I don't care mm-hmm. about your genitals. I do like certain genitals more than others, you know. Mm-hmm. I I quite like a penis, but I understand how wonderful vaginas are and they are terrific. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not going to influence how I am attracted to that person. Their aura and just my initial go-to like I like you is going to be a lot um more layered it's it's more nuanced so mm-hmm. i might see someone say oh god you are gorgeous you are so sexually attractive they open their mouth and that sexual attraction just completely goes or they say nothing of you know uh, uh off color they don't they, they don't do anything wrong i just realize it's not there for me you could be the most conventionally attractive person in the world a supermodel and just I don't know. It doesn't do it for me for some reason. I also don't identify as panse- or bisexual because it almost sort of implies that I like all attractive people of both genders. Mm, you know, okay. it, it's yeah. sort of more grand and like all-encompassing. For me, it's really case-by-case basis. Okay. Especially with Sith female women in my personal life, I've been with a handful of cis female women and it's been because I've developed a sort of a a relationship with them where a sexual attraction is built. It's Mm -hmm. not right off the bat. It's something that we build together. And um, like my really good friend, we have a lot of really great sex as a group together with her and her boyfriend because we've, gotten to that point as friends. It happened mm-hmm. over time. It, it wasn't like a... Like a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a drunk- know, it
0: wasn't a drunken night. It was a built No, up- not at all.
1: Not even slightly. It really mm-hmm. just sort of happened. And it was a pleasant surprise. Um, but, you know, that's what makes sex so exciting. And I find that putting these really limiting labels on sexuality and all this other stuff... It takes a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah. Just live your life. But you don't that, need to you don't need a label in order to be happy and be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. True. You know what I mean? That was
0: very beautiful what you said, how it was built up. So it was like a sort of a romance to lead to that sexual adventure. Yeah.
1: And it's not even like a like, oh, I want to marry this woman. It's just like, no, I like you. You're my friend and I like having sex with you guys sometimes. <laughs> Like, it's just, it doesn't, why put labels on it? Just go with it. Just live your life, you know?
0: Right, And be
1: mature and communicate. Because that's another thing I find a lot of people have trouble with, is actually communicating emotions without letting them influence their, like, Mm decision-making. You become impassioned with a dynamic and it sort of clouds your mind. If you just are open and sort of look at things from a third party perspective and say like, okay, why do I feel this way? Is this valid? Jealousy ends up sneaking into things. And it's, it's, jealousy, I find it's very much a, it's a internal thing. It's an insecurity thing. And it's not necessary a lot of the time. Mm. If you're sitting there getting jealous because your partner is, you understand you're in sex work, yeah. um, yeah. Your partner gonna, is going to get jealous because, you know, you're doing all this stuff online. Dude, you should be proud. You should yeah. say, oh, my God, my partner is so attractive, so beautiful, so enticing, so captivating that other people find them to be just so enigmatic they have to look at them. I get to take that person home. Yeah, you know where 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 should jealousy come into play with that? It's it's, no, that's, it's that's another
0: difficulty. very beautiful thing that you're sharing because a lot of of course sex workers the relationships can be toxic through you know they're
1: fucking hard right they're but
0: hard It's it, sex work is very hard with relationships but um that's something very beautiful to be said whether somebody's in the limelight. And then that you know they share that person. For instance, uh, let's think of an actor that has a good uh, God, Denzel Washington, for instance. I think he's been with his wife for years.
1: You know, I love that.
0: Yeah, and and what I know of, we're not uh, we're not fact checking here. We're not fact
1: (laughs) fact checking (laughs) here. We're just giving it. Who's been with their wife a million years or their husband a million years?
0: Yeah, that's the only uh-huh. one I could think of. That Tom like, Hanks has
1: been with his wife for a million years, but I wouldn't yeah. say he's really. I mean, when it, they're, I mean, they're kind of they, equal. He was quite handsome.
0: Yeah, they're quite but, equal because she's an actress too, and she's a producer. So, yeah. um, but somebody like I know Denzel Washington. I don't know the full logistics if
1: people are listening, but Dolly Parton. Same oh, with her yes. A million years. That's true. And that's they have a very healthy relationship that's built on communication. She says, you know how to make a relationship last, stay gone. Fond, uh, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And every time he gets to see her, he is just uh, ear to ear. You know, he loves that woman because when he gets to see her, he knows she's his. You know, it's, yes. it's that bond.
0: Yeah, that beautiful bond. Yeah, because I I read something about Dolly Parton with her husband, too. He would show up, I think, at every shows, and a lot of people didn't know she was married, and he had an ordinary job.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, He's still building their damn shed and, you know, (laughs) refurbishing furniture, whatever he's doing, just a good old country boy. And he he never had any desire to be in the limelight. He didn't want that life. That's her thing. And they are able to... That's communication. That's understanding these are my partner's needs. These are my needs. And we have to figure out how are we going to meet in the middle? How are we going to compromise in order to have that long-term joy? And she did some interviews in the 80s where it was like, it it felt almost like there was some strain on their marriage where she was like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It almost sounded like she was fucking around on the road and he just had to deal with it. But that's just my perception. Yeah, yeah, From yeah. listening to the interviews. But uh, communication, you know, wow. education. It all comes mm-hmm. back to just listening. You know, we got two ears and one mouth. We should use them proportionately.
0: Yeah. You know? Yes. So the being pansexual is more of enjoying the slow romance. It doesn't matter what gender. Correct. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. I it gender really isn't a deciding factor for me. It's really more so the person. That's mm-hmm. what that's what gets me. The person I'm talking to right now. Oh, I shouldn't even say this. The person <laughs> I'm talking to right now. uh, we have an understanding as to like right off the bat, we understood our love languages. Like I like this, this, and this. We didn't say it outright. It was just very obvious because I'm a very transparent person. I've got a big personality and I don't hide a lot, you know? And uh, I find that my vibration, it's a little high and a lot of men just can't keep up with that. Um, but this guy too, he's he's got a lot going on. He's got a big personality and it was just very clear to us both right off the bat, like we're on the same page and it kind of just it's grown into something really nice because we just, we get it. We communicate. You know what I like. I know what you like. We do something that we don't like. We talk about it, move forward, keep it pumping, you know, just, like there's no reason to have that stagnant sort of awkward silence. Mm. You just, you, we, um, it happened kind of fast, but yeah, we just we got it. it. I I have a good sense of people typically. Even if I know someone isn't necessarily the best communicator, I can uh I can still see the good in someone and and pursue it for what it is because at the end of the day relationships run, have to run their course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When something is over, it's over, you know. Don't, right. don't be the dead horse.
0: Right, right. That's me. <laughs> so that's very interesting about you. You were three generations of ex- your family. People have
1: been in some semblance of sex work. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, very proud of that.
0: I'm wondering if I ever work with your mom because I have run across people. <laughs> she worked in
1: Florida.
0: Me, Donald, I worked
1: in Florida too. <laughs> oh she worked at Diamond Dolls.
0: Oh my God. I, I think I've passed through that before. <laughs> So it would have been. I have, me and Brittany Andrews, like we've been, a, well, I've been around, but it's like me and Brittany Andrews, like we came from the same tree. We always say that, but oh I've been around God. and I have been surprised. Um, there was one time a performer that I actually, I'm like, wait a minute, your mom worked at where and where? And I'm like, and I'm looking at the girl and I'm like, oh my God, I think I remember who your mom is. Like, and it's and happened I hit her. <laughs> <laughs> And I yes. think I remember when her being in
1: beauty school that uh-huh. happened.
0: Wow. They heard
1: my last name and it was so pre-transition. I went to beauty school uh-huh. and um I am named after my father and uh, someone had heard my name and they're like, Oh my God, I used to know someone by that name. Uh-huh. And I'm like, from where and they're like middle school or high school and I'm like you go to Piper and they're like yeah I did I <laughs> my mom, and she's like I had a really big crush on your father and <laughs> it was the whole it made that year really weird but yeah. you know whatever yeah she worked at Diamond Dolls between 2007 to like 2009 I want to say
0: oh my god well no I, it was earlier than that. <laughs> It was earlier than. that. In fact, I think I quit dancing altogether. No, no, no. It was after like 2011 or 12 when I quit. Finally, quit dancing. Um, and it was for many years, many, many years. But I worked down in South Florida, like Tootsie's. I remember I passed through wow. Diamond Dolls.
1: I do you worked- ever do Vixens? Was that open? I, rem- I love Vixens.
0: That sounds familiar. I worked. It's at-
1: huge.
0: I I can't remember. I remember. Where space was, there was another. Oh yeah, okay. What was that club called? God, I can't think. i Have to call my camera.
1: I don't know. I I didn't go to Miami a ton. Uh, I, I
0: went. I worked in Miami. Role. I worked in Fort Lauderdale. I started in Tampa. I've worked in Vegas. I worked Trampa. in uh, Tampa. That's Orlando. where I started. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. So, um growing up with your mom like that, it was more. You feel open, and um she was more open-minded. Well,
1: Very much so. So my mom is bipolar. I um, haven't gotten an official diagnosis in my adult years, but I think I've got some sort of chemical imbalance. But in any event, we sort of were simpatico in that way. Mm -hmm. She saw me at a very young age exhibit um, behaviors that she was like, you're like me, you get it. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like a middle school. i was sleeping out at my friend's house for like two weeks and I, we never spoke. We didn't communicate. I came home after the two weeks. and I'm like, you have not called and asked where I was in two weeks. Like what the hell is wrong with you? And she was like, I know if you end up in someone's trunk, you're still going to get home safe. I I trust you. I know you're fine. She never had to worry about me. And, you know, to this day, she actually just visited me for the first time here in, los angeles because i don't have the best communication skills with my family we're all very close i just hate being on the phone i despise it and uh she i by the end of the trip she was just like we were both in tears because she was so excited and relieved to see that not only am i doing well but i'm living my truth i'm looking and feeling the way that I always knew I was supposed to be and I'm successful and I'm doing well and I'm able to help her I just had to pay for her fucking Botox yesterday (laughs) (laughs) we're just like we're just excited you know she she saw my evolution and she knew from a very young age this is going to be my child that is different Mm-hmm. And she accepted it because she knew that was her. When she was little, she had to take on mom role at like 10 years old and she had to raise her two younger sisters. So she saw, okay, this one is very like similar to me. And she's always been cool with it. My dad too. When um I told my dad what I did for a living, he had an initial bit of Dismay, um, but not anger, just like, oh Lord, here we go, you mm-hmm. know, this old song and dance, because he knew I had stripped before. Mm-hmm. Then my dad realized I pre- predominantly do lesbian born. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Well, that's, that's interesting. He, <laughs> <And then> that,
0: <laughs> he was like, and Oh I, I like that. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <that's> cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny how and then, Some fathers with sex workers, I've noticed this because I've interviewed like male sex workers, and it's, and some of the fathers, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like
1: the response are, yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't love when the fathers are a little too supportive of the sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. That's a little weird. He's just very like, uh, so this is the perfect example. I go home and I show him the DVD cover of the film, I ended up, I, at the time I was just nominated, but I did end up winning best Fesbian, which mm-hmm. is our lovely little term for trans actor of the year mm-hmm. um, uh, at AVN. And uh, I showed him the cover and he said, why don't you ever show me like these pictures? this is a beautiful photo, like this is amazing because I'm closed and everything. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, it's my work. I don't want to like overextend myself and show you me like, working he was like if you're proud of something I'm proud of it I want to be a part of that
0: Oh, that's and
1: so I show him all my red carpet pictures now and you know it it's very affirming to know that my Colombian father who did wow. not have a good relationship with his father right. who was you know deadbeat dad my grandmother is very supportive his mother is very supportive um, she, the first time she saw me post-transition, she went, oh, oh my God, you're pretty. Like she was surprised <laughs> because I'd had a lot of surgery in a brief Good. amount of time, but, um, they've always just been like, okay, that one is different. When I was two years old, they knew. So I never had to have that conversation because they just, they prepared themselves Yeah, and it was I'm I'm very fortunate in that way. I'm I'm, I'm cognizant that, and I'm grateful that 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 is my circumstance because it is unfortunate that a lot of people don't get to have that relationship with their parents. And I feel terribly for my friends who have strained relationships with their parents. And that's kind of why I've taken on a maternal role with a lot of my friendships because it's just my nature. I hate seeing Mm -hmm. people just not have that like, maternal role in their life it's
0: right I don't I don't as a mother I don't understand that as would your child and I remember my older daughter growing up and people would come to me and and say oh well are you talking to her or is she out or whatever and I would I would stare them and I said when she wants to come out or whatever but it's no big surprise. I said, but that's not for me to, I don't need to have no talk with her. I don't need to right. like, address this. Like I, I find that more people, here I am in a parent of a child, uh, you know, that's gay, more people have an issue with, than I have an issue. And, uh, and, yeah. that, and, and, and I've told people openly, yes, my daughter's gay. What? And then they're like, Oh, well, you know, this and Oh, and, and I'm like, why do you have an issue with it?
1: You know what I'm saying. What Blessings is it? Lesbians are the most proactive, fucking health conscious, safe. Not to generalize, but they just they get the job done. They oh, make yeah. the world go round. I yes, mean, they're sure. an asset to society. Oh, if I, anything, yeah. I wish we had more lesbian daughters.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She reads a lot of paperwork for me, and sometimes she's like, "Mom, do I have to? Like, you know?" But she's you know I'm very proud of my daughter and that's amazing I, I've never had that talk but I and I always wonder and I'm and I guess you your parents were the same way and, yeah and um I wish more parents were like this you know now my younger daughter that's why I had to ask you please explain this cause oh yeah I was confused because you know, one, she's telling me she's pansexual. She's making me buy makeup. She's stealing my makeup. And I'm like, bitch. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: Do you want to be a butcher? Or not. Like, uh, what, I what find is- that well, yeah. there's so, there's so much nuance. There's yes. so many ways that it's going to flux. And, you know, just because a bisexual person ends up dating a person of the opposite gender doesn't make them no longer bisexual. It just, it, it actually enforces the fact that they're bisexual because they like what they like, you know? Mm. The reason I say pan is just because it's so much more than, than just the gender, you know? The, you know, every single little thing. Honestly, the only thing I care about, my only deal breaker is, do you have a fat ass? No, <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's, no. I'm sorry. It's just not gonna work that's literally the only thing I care about that. And, you know, can form a sentence ideally. That'd be good. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, it's sexuality is such a spectrum and it's so can be so fluid. Not everyone is, not everyone has to be, but it has that tendency to, and I find that's where I get a lot of pushback in the industry at at least my friends do specifically i don't fuck around with that shit i don't have time i'm tired but (laughs) uh, i was just talking with my friend last night and she was like yeah it's so crazy these performers they'll message me they'll talk to me they'll do all this stuff and then they find out i'm trans because they'll actually scroll through my page and then they unfollow me and i'm like why does it have to be a big old to do it's not even because they're like Oh, I'm not attracted to you anymore. It's because they're scared of the repercussions of what happens if people find out that my sexuality is more nuanced than just attracted to only cisgendered women. You know, and it's just who fucking get ca- grow up, live your life, do your thing. Like who yeah. cares? Don't live your life based on the perception of other people on you. What mm-hmm. is the, why are you living for external validation? Why do you need someone else's opinion in order to make yours make sense? Yeah. You know, just, mm-hmm. it, it's so silly that we're still having these conversations and we're doing so much better at the society, but we still have so far to go. Yeah.
0: you know, and, and It's that
1: open-mindedness that makes that, that big difference in and just being able to hear people
0: yeah no that's true being open-minded is to me everything um and you have to be and but but i i see where because politically things have just gotten weird through the you know
1: weird that's the only way to describe it it's fucking weird
0: weird and and things are a lot different and oh but anyway going back to the subject um you mentioned you went through like a series of surgery i have been through surgeries
1: many many times i love it (laughs) I, I love them I, I, love them. Me too. I like the whole metamorph. I feel like a butterfly I get to like be in my little cocoon and I drink two liters of water every single day and I'm just sort of loopy from the medicine and then after a month I feel normal again and I can go back to work and then it's sort of just like introducing my new shapes <laughs> whatever the shape may be I'm done with surgery for a while I think the the last thing I'm going to do is probably um, my uh, my Adam's apple and my voice, just because this is the voice and this is, you know, the body that porn is getting mm-hmm. when I'm finally done with porn. It's going to kind of be like my retirement gift to myself, just my little thing that I could do to make my transness be a little bit less in your face. You know, because mm-hmm. I think it's important to be transparent, not pardon the pun, but just like be really open and like honest. Like, yeah, I am trans. I, it's like I also have red hair. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a characteristic. It's just one of the things that make me who I am, as much as the fact that I am Latin and that I am, you know, from Florida. And like, it's just a thing. It, it, mm. You've just got to be like, yeah. I've had literally every single facial feature on my <laughs> face augmented in some form or fashion. I'm not going to hide that. I don't care. Right, it's right. to prove that I did it. You know, just yeah. Google it. Those pictures aren't nice, but <laughs> that's why I did it. You know, I I I love surgery. It's I mean, if something really bothers you. Right, you should try and figure out how to be make make it, make yourself happy. You know, I don't think solution the solution to everything is surgery because I find uh it took me a long time to start doing it cuz my friends sort of pressured me into doing surgery in the beginning mm-hmm. and I didn't want to and I'm the kind of person where I am not going to do something if I feel like you're making me Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it because i want to so i was telling you before it took me a long time to decide to do my boobs because i was totally fine not having big boobs big boobs but um so i did little ones at first and they didn't they they weren't right the doctor was a fuckhead and (laughs) Uh, uh, i'm quite happy with my new ones and i think i'm kind of done now but I, i i do miss it i love the recovery I you do. It. You I like do because well, I've never experienced pain after surgery personally. What?
0: I just had a surgery a week ago, so I'm over here sitting here. Oh, damn! What'd you yes. do? So I'm going to announce it now. Um, I had my implants in since 1997. Please don't no, tell do me that. the year you were born my implants. Are- <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't worry. I'm older than your boots.
0: Okay. okay. I took <laughs> them out since then. They were beautiful, but I had to do it. And yeah. I've had a lot of surgery through the years. Um, I started dancing in the nineties. And as you know, I'm Cuban, I'm Cuban and Puerto Rican. I have an ass naturally. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I liposuction my hips. I even went to a doctor and said, can you do my ass? Thank God. He said, no and um yeah. yeah but uh I just recently had a surgery and the same thing happens I love going in I get all excited but then it's like for the first week I'm like what the hell did I do and I'm and then I'm afraid of taking the pain pills, so I'm taking edibles
1: blah, blah, blah. Oh, that is my uh my aunt just flew out for a facelift and she was the exact same way she said I was scared I'm scared to take the pain pills and I feel like it might be a, I don't know I don't know where that comes from I'm not scared of them. And that's why I've just, mm. because I don't have an addictive personality like that. Oh, I'm okay. not scared. like, Oh, I'm going to need these forever. I always end up having like a full prescription at the end of like my recovery. And I stop taking them like a week before than I'm supposed to because I'm, I get over it. You know, I'm fine. You take mm-hmm. them as my, I had a doctor say to me, like right when I first started doing a lot of my surgery, at no point in time should you ever be in pain Uh, discomfort is normal but you should never feel like in pain you can take you're not gonna die if you take one pain pill at three o'clock and then you're really sore and you have to take another one at six o'clock which Mm -hmm. is an hour before you're you're supposed to spake them out like four to six hours he said it's totally fine just try not to but you're gonna be okay so I've never experienced any pain from recovery. I have experienced discomfort, especially with the boobs. Mm. Boobs are cumbersome because they're heavy. They affect like it's, showering is weird. Like it's, oh yeah, uh, lay you can't lay on your be- uh, sides. You can't lay on your front. You, it's, you've got to like get I, I'm bolstered up like a mummy the whole time, mm-hmm. but. That was probably the most, and I've literally had my forehead, like, removed.
0: But I feel like I can can say the face, because I'm going to say, I've had facial surgery. The face wasn't that bad, and I was like.
1: It was was, scary. It was scary,
0: but I came out after the weekend was over, and I had something done to my face over a year ago, and um, afterwards, I was like, oh, and I was kind of happy. I was like, this is good. I'm going to age gracefully now, (laughs) I'm ready. Me and Joan Rivers, like my daughter gets mad because I go, I like the way she went out. And my daughter's like, mom, no, no more surgery. And I was like, that is my ideal way to go
1: out. Like, well, we're so lucky because now, I mean, Joan started having her surgery in like the, and it's probably the late eighties and surgery in the nineties was very heavy handed. All the ways up pre, like even in the, people were getting their noses done in the fucking 40s and that shit was like teeny tiny little itty bitty and they did not age well. Surgery back then was very like new, plastic surgery. We're so lucky now because it's, you see the difference just in the past 10 years. I grew up watching Botch and uh, there was a pageant (laughs) competition called The Swan where they would take homely women And then give them full body makeovers, and then make them compete in a pageant at the end of the season. So toxic, (laughs) so problematic. I remember watching that, and I thought it was so glamorous. And um, just seeing the difference in how surgery was done back then, because I remember like they used to do boobs by putting in huge expanders, and then like a month later they would take out the expander and then put in a smaller breast, so it would drop. Now, with our modern technology, they don't have to do all that rigmarole anymore. With the facelifts, the way that they pop the little scars and the way they hide it and the shapes that they create, with the nose jobs, they don't do a straight line a lot of the time anymore. They do a jagged line because it heals more naturally. The nuance and the differences that we've made with surgery is so fucking cool.
0: Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I just love it. I love surgery. <laughs> it's so cool. But, um, yeah, poor Joan. She died it on uh, routine throat surgery. Oh. Routine. Yeah. Wow,
0: you know yeah. your history for all the, like, everybody. I love
1: that. I like people. Oh, That's I love that. But I like people that I like. Right, <laughs> I right, like right.
0: You, you know I more love learning. You know? That's great. That was
1: the thing I loved about stripping, is getting to really hear people's stories and hear their like experiences with life. Because I started stripping as a guy. Mm-hmm. Years ago at a gay strip club, and those old gay men that would come in for happy hour could spin a tail in the fucking oh my goodness, living in Fort Lauderdale in the 80s was like uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. My grandma used to tell me about it too, because she used to go to all the same clubs, and it, I envy the the life that people got to live even out here in Los Angeles there were so many clubs everyone talks about it that's like from L A God it used to be so different out here it was so much fun and I love hearing that because I'm the kind of person where I'm like okay that sounds nice I'm going to do that <laughs> mm. that's the part of the plan that's the trajectory mm-hmm. I started porn because I have a lot of ulterior motives and <laughs> I, love it. I love it I love it it's time that we go back to that. You know, we should have people need to fucking relax. Yeah, they need to have more fun.
0: Yeah,
1: that's because it's a fucking stressful time to be alive.
0: Oh yes, it is so.
1: It's uh, fucking crazy. It is.
0: I have never seen the level of craziness with the election, with politics, with the war. I don't know when all I know, like people are like, you're not, now it's like, you're not talking about what's going on. I go, I, I don't understand. I'm not. Yeah, I don't fucking get it. I I'm don't confused. know. Right. I'm confused. Who Leave me like,
1: alone. Oh my God. I know I try and stay informed enough. So I don't feel ignorant. Yes. But I try and make sure that I am cognizant of when I am saying what I am saying, because at the end of the day, I am a pornographer, and people are subscribing to my OnlyFans not because they want to hear what's in my head. <laughs> they <laughs> want to see what my body's up. To. That's true. That's true. So I... time and place. You know, yeah. if I can make a difference, I'm going to try and do that correctly. Right. Yeah. I don't want to kill people's boners. You know, personally. <laughs> you know, at, at, to the best of my ability. It's going to happen inevitably here and there, but you know, it it. It's a weird time to be alive. And I just it feel is. like it. everyone and I, took a collective breath and mm-hmm. just said, we're all people. We're not perfect. Let's try and see what the other person's point of view is, or, you know, just try to understand, try to go into conversations with an open mind, because I have a lot of opinions and I disagree with a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that I hate you. That right. doesn't mean I want you dead. It yes. just means that I disagree with you and I think you're wrong, but that's it. I think you're wrong. Let's move on. You yeah. know, that's it. Like we're, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. Why, why continue the conversation? Right, right. It feels like a dead end. Yeah. Why bother? There yeah, was a time when people like the club that I really wish I could have gone to and, um, in South Florida, that everyone the Copa is what it was called. Uh, there was a uh, there was a Latin room, there was an R and B room, there was a gay room, and everyone just cohabitated. There were fucking bikers. Oh,
0: I think everyone. I remember that. I or uh, I remember a club like that, but I don't think it was. I forgot where.
1: But the Coliseum or Co- I know the Copa was a place. Uh Coliseum was another one. And then there was another one. I had to do a ton of market research for this plan (laughs) plan that I'm working on. So I had to do a lot of digging to find like the different clubs that offer different services for different demographics. And and that was the one club that just kept popping up. People kept on talking about it. And I remember my grandma telling me about it and my customers telling me about it at the, the strip club I worked at. And it just sounded so amazing that everyone could just be under the same roof. We're not talking about like uh, da, 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 da. we're yeah. just enjoying being alive. Yeah. Where we get to be alive, you know, life is what you make it. Some people are very unfortunate in the way that life dealt them a really shitty hand. We should try and make the world a better place for them, but in the meantime, time and place, I'm gonna fucking have a party and I'm gonna have a good fucking time. And I'm not going to let you rain on my parade because you disagree with me or you think I'm gross or you don't understand why I live my life the way that I live my life. Listen, I'm out. I'm having a good time. And when I'm done, I'm going home to my apartment. I'm having a cup of tea and I'm going to be happy. And that, and you're not going to change that, you know. So you do you over there. Right. My friends, we're going to party and make new friends and continue to have a fabulous time very beautifully uh, said i wish it. more people thought that way yeah
0: so speaking of the the years in the strip club cuz whenever i meet anybody I that was a former stripper i miss, oh, I miss. out of all the sex work me personally i love stripping the best for some reason oh, i miss 100%. i miss it i miss just going in the club walking in there and leaving and i do miss really engaging and talking and everything like that. Now with OnlyFans, you know, we do. I don't know if you do video calls. Yeah. Oh, okay, you do video oh, yeah, calls. Yeah. But I really miss those I'll connections. Video
1: calls. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> sparse this December. So.
0: <laughs> no, you know how much I. you So you're like me. You appreciate because some girls have told me I help. love
1: one-on-one. Me too. I love the one-on-one. I love. That's why I feel like I love porn. Mm-hmm. I, it's great. It's fun, but. A lot of people get into porn for a lot of different reasons. Right. And it's not as often as I would like that I'm able to really just shoot the shit with my scene partner. I like, I love getting booked on sets where I like the director a lot because I know I can do it with them. But I love just like communing. Mm. And that was that's what I missed about the strip clubs. I was never a good dancer and I don't claim to be. But... <laughs> I was captivating is what I was told. You know, oh, people worked. I picked the shortest songs that I could possibly find. And they were always songs that made me happy. So it was a lot of sublime. But I, I loved it. I just
0: you know, tipped I- the DJ to stay off. That's what I did. I was <laughs> like, fuck that. Here, here's 40 bucks. Don't I don't want to go on. up. I don't want to go up but I certainly like you like now I appreciate I'm too old to go in the strip clubs and it's like the, the strip clubs I just out.
1: don't think I could. I, and it's different it's, now I feel.
0: Oh, it's so different. Yeah. It's so weird like in New York they 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 don't even do lap dances, and I'm like, what are they doing <sighs> anymore? Like, exactly. I'm sorry, I was like a lap dance queen, but I do miss that conversation.
1: Yeah, I think I got to Los Angeles? <laughs> <That champagne room. laughs>
0: we worked that oh VIP God, room. I hate the
1: idea of a strip club with no friction dances—that makes no sense, right? I mean, I get it if it's like a like a table dance, like that's yeah. all you can do for like. um what's it the the fire safety like you can't have curtains yeah yeah but that getting at someone behind the curtain and just getting to see them become their true authentic self it's so rewarding just uh, that i learned so much about sex and so much about human nature behind those curtains and it was so illuminating and it made going home and like having sex with actual like sex partners, so much more fun because I'm like, look what I learned. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it was just, it fed me so much. Mm. I always, whenever I would stop because I'm trying to focus on school or I'm trying to focus on my makeup career, I would miss it so much because it there was, it, it wasn't it, was just the money. It wasn't just the sex. It was so much fun. There were so many different things going on the music and the seeing different people's music taste, and the mm-hmm. random people that would come into the club the amount of couples that we would have and like seeing the different walks of life oh yeah like, oh my god the couples made it so fun the couples were the best i had a i met this one uh dancer and she was like a, a veteran in the industry and uh, she did my first couple dance with me. She comes up to me and she's like, you want to do a couple with me? And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. I was just excited that she was talking to me. And then she's just, like, taking their money and throwing it in the air and jumping up and down and going, what? It's so fun. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm 19 years old. I can't believe I get to experience this right now. And it it really shaped my whole perception of the world of sex work of you know I, i'm i'm very blessed i'm very lucky to have had the introduction into the the industry that i got and oh, um, that's i wish great. i wish more people had that i i think yeah yeah i place, when, you know, whenever
0: so. i interview somebody that's stripped it's like i get we get it we get it you know what i'm saying and we have yeah. that yeah
1: well, if they started stripping before fucking like 2000.
0: Yeah. I don't know, oh, yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> was the 90s. Over I, the
1: 90s. <laughs> I remember I, when I that was really specific in between, though, because I started stripping when there were a lot of veterans. So they were still they were from the 90s and the 80s and they mm. were still stripping at the club that I worked at. And then, well, I worked at a few different clubs in South Florida. Once I had transitioned, I started working at the trans strip clubs. There used to be a few. Now there is one. And um, uh, I got to work with the veterans. I stopped stripping right as, like, this new generation, Gen Z, started coming into their own. And, like, their perception of sex work is totally different. And it's been a really weird, like, I'm not old. I don't yeah. feel old. Right. You're making me feel like the I'm Gen Z. old though. Wow. Because it's like your perception of this industry is so interesting. It's so not my experience. And I love hearing where they're coming from so I can right. empathize and understand it, but it's just so not my experience. It's so weird. It's it's almost sad. Like it's um I don't know. I don't I don't think they have fun the same way that that we used to the phones kind of ruined things Uh, people being on their phones I think uh, especially COVID because they don't know how to have a conversation as much like anymore I feel like just to part of a conversation with a stranger
0: yeah I've run into people like that and or and I'm like
1: sweet as pie but just
0: yeah yeah I'm I'm Gen X. So I'm Gen X. So I'm old, but um I noticed the difference <laughs> first with the millennials and I remember um first time being introduced to pronouns and I'm like, well,
1: oh yeah. Well,
0: and I was confused. I was like, "Huh? Huh? Huh?"
1: What? And that I was a like, whole conversation, yeah.
0: And that's I was a tough one. Yeah. For that's, me that's it was cuz I was this was in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell somebody, excuse me, um, this is the first time I'm dealing with this, please excuse me. But I was I've never heard of the you know, it it breaks yeah. it down for me. I don't know. And you know what I mean? And, and that I, is
1: the way to do it. Yeah. That is a adult educated way to say, Hey, this is something that I'm unfamiliar with. Can you please yeah. explain it to me? because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's- exactly what I, I did. But I ended up still getting an argument with them and, and I was like, what the
1: hell? Like I didn't know like <laughs> a lot of people are very defensive and yeah. you have to kind of be patient with them. And and I get it. I um I think it's kind of it's an inside thing. I feel like um all trans women once they get to a certain uh age of being trans, they're like it's sort of um, gay guys always come out as bisexual first to kind of like dip their toes into the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. A lot of people start off as non-binary and then realize that they are trans and, and the whole pronouns things become becomes a conversation. But that is like kind of a pervasive thing that I have noticed to be kind of true in our community that a lot of people will say like, I'm non-binary. And then two years into HRT, they're like, mm, I'm, "I actually think I'm a woman, and I would prefer if you not call me he ever again because I would okay. be mad." <laughs> but, uh, the it people evolve, you know. We right. get older, and especially in our community where there has been so much growth and so much change. Like you remember, my first uh, introduction to trans women was Jerry Springer and Maury Povich. Where mm-hmm. they're still getting called he like uh on stage, and you're looking at this fucking stacked, beautiful woman, but everyone is referring to them as a he. and it's like, what's going it's it's just it's a lot to wrap your mind around because we've mm-hmm. made it. so we've come so far. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but it is a it is a tough conversation to have because yeah. there's so many people from so many different backgrounds all trying to come to an agreement on words. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're words, you know, what they the intention is, what's important. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we, there's not enough empathy for people just trying to do mm-hmm. the right thing. I, my, my poor parents, neither one of them graduated high school, you mm-hmm. know, they well-meaning, supportive, loving, still fuck up and call me, you know, he sometimes, and I'm not going to sit there and scream at them because right, right. they just misgendered me in public. Right. Um. I'm going to come at them with empathy, remind them, you know, because my dad does refer to me as daughter. My mother does refer to me as daughter. They acknowledge it. It's just, there's this all happened kind of fast and it's a lot to process. And I meet them with empathy because it. I know their heart and it's not coming from a place of malice.
0: malice. Mm-hmm.
1: Some people it is coming from a place of malice, but oh. you have to, as an adult... Take accountability for your actions and not blow up at every single person you meet who doesn't speak to you exactly how you want to be spoken to. Now, time and place. Some people need to get checked, you know? Oh, yes. Yes. I agree with that. But time and place. Right. You know, you gotta, you have, have to have a judicious mind when you are going to be going out into society and you have a target on your back you know, it's unfortunate, but it is the reality. You have to be cognizant and you have to be aware. And, um, I do admire that about the the younger generation, Gen Z, they are a lot more, um, vocal.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause my daughter go one time, I forgot where we were, my younger daughter, and she goes and she, she met somebody and, it was a. It was somebody that I forgot where we were. She met somebody, and they were obviously transitioned. And the first thing she goes, "Oh, what are your pronouns?" And she said it so polite and nicely. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Is that what I need to do from like?" It, it,
1: so she was. Well, like, it depends what, who you freaking ask. Right, right, but she, get a different answer from different people for right. that
0: question. So for me, I just I'm like all oh, like, like listen, I'm Generation X. This is new. <laughs> I was an ESL in school. I didn't, had trouble with English, like, in school, you know? Like, I did bad in grammar, all right? So oh, <laughs> bear no. with me. But it was a very, it, witnessing the way my, she did it very eloquently, my daughter, but she's also an Aries, so she's good about oh, stuff very. like that. Yeah, she, but she did it so politely, and yeah. I was, I was like, oh, I raised it. I wish that little shit would be so polite with me, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, I know. you know what I mean. But I learned yeah. from her action, and you're right. Generation Z, they they do they're little. You know, their- they're
1: they're very um, vocal and outspoken and communicative. I do wish they would all calm down, but. a a lot of them are doing the lord's work they are out here trying to make a better life for people and i i have so much respect for that and so much empathy for that and and i i adore it and i uh i i look towards them as uh like okay you could do better you should do more you know and i always try and take accountability for my actions and try and be better. But I'm also imperfect and I'm going to piss people off. And it is what it is, you know, just
0: uh, take human. accountability
1: for your actions and move forward. But that pronouns question, trans women, if they are, if they're wearing a bra and they've got lipstick on, a lo- most of the time, they don't want you to ask their pronouns. They They want you to just assume that they are she, her. But then sometimes they've got, uh, you know, whatever, same exact aesthetic. And if you don't immediately ask their pronouns and say she heard, they're going to get offended. So you can't make everybody happy. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Uh, the, 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 I'm happy to see so much um, visibility now so much more visibility because we've always existed thousands of years there's documentation of trans people being a part of like many developed societies fact of the matter is the people who win the wars are the ones who write the history books so a lot of shit is lost to time but what information we do have we've always been around we've always existed Mm. the thing is is that society has forced us in the shadows they have um always persecuted and uh we are getting to a point where we get to be open and honest and transparent and say fuck you no and i like that yeah because i (laughs) i identify with um that divine feminine rage it's it's a powerful and very necessary uh energy that i that i think needs to be really catered to and spoken towards like you know what society's been real fucked up for a real long time we're gonna fix it yeah because they're doing it for themselves
0: yeah and what people also need to understand is uh uh, trans people are brothers sisters children uh family members uncles theas
1: you you get what i'm saying there's i'm (laughs) tante i just from, even before transition, I was like, ew, I'm no one's TO, I'm no one's uncle. I am
0: contact. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like
1: yeah. you know, yeah, as I, a mother, as
0: too. my daughter is, you know, my daughter's gay. Um, and my daughter lives in Austin, where and I worry about her often. Oh, that's because, fabulous. Yeah. Um well, she's in Austin, but they allow guns everywhere. And but she's oh. very cautious too. But um, you know, I, I worry as a parent, you know, for the lgbq community and it really breaks my heart when i see anybody part of that community that is killed or or hurt in any kind of way you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah, i mean lucky she is in austin Austin austin's very um open and very liberal very g lgbtq plus uh positive and you know good for them uh yeah it's um it's a weird time to be alive Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a, we're making great strides though, yes. and I'm excited for the future. I do I'm not, I've always been a cockeyed optimist, and I do see uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. I think that we're we're making strides for the betterment of all of society, not just for us fucking, you know, in betweeners. We're also, like, just as a whole, we're bridging gaps. We're making connections. We're uh, breaking generational curses. We're we're doing so much good. And it, you just have to keep on fighting. They're fucking trying to illegalize porn now for fucking- Oh, uh, that drugs. I
0: saw, and I, I posted oh that on my Twitter, and I'm, like, waiting to hear. I'm, like, can somebody comment about this? All the people that are for so, so certain person, like that, I know you're for a certain <laughs> person, but they're not commenting and they're keeping silent. You know what I'm saying? But I see who you're liking on Twitter and Instagram. Uh-huh. You know what uh, I'm that's
1: saying? That's why I try and stay yeah. out of that because. Yeah. I, but but just, I wanted I to don't hear what people start think. punching people in public. Right.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy. It's it's. Hopefully. But anyway, Ariel, you are you are such a beautiful person inside and also outside. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, educating oh, me you, a little bit, um, educating my old ass a little bit. And um, please let my audience know where they can book that video call, um, but also share yeah. <laughs> share with share with my audience how they can find you and everything else straight from your mouth.
1: Okay, so, uh, fortunately enough, I'm still in ownership of all of my original accounts. I haven't been suspended yet, (laughs) um, so I am Ariel Demure on everything. No underscores, no numbers, that's it. My Instagram, I have a backup, it's Ariel Demure and more. Do not fucking give money to people pretending to be me, that's your fault, not mine, um, Uh, Book your video video calls with me on OnlyFans and make sure to stream Gorgons and Goddesses. It's my first ever self-produced film, first of many. We're going to be working on producing a slew of really beautiful narrative, but very sex-focused, artistic, beautiful, hot, erotic films next year. So look out for those. Gorgons and Goddesses is available for presale right now. Scene drops on the 23rd and the VOD full film release will be available in January.
0: And my name is Marcella Lonzo. You can find this episode on my Patreon. Just simply go to Marcellasobella.com. You can follow me on IG, Facebook, and YouTube, Marcella Sobella. My Twitter is Marcella with one L underscore L-U-V. Thank you so much, Ariel, for being on Get Schooled.